Hi, this is Hayden Obey, and you're listening to Master of One Podcast. You can see my work at hkobey.com. Welcome to another episode of the Master of One Podcast, the podcast that everyone's grandma is raving about. Part one this week, we talk about grifters, good time, and happy faces on everything. I'm Andrew, your master of art and design. I'm Patrick, your master of television and film. And I'm Luke, your master of toys and games. So brush off the clouds and cheer up, because it's time to put on a happy face. On everything. kick off every episode by going around the table, which is where we talk about something new, fun, and noteworthy about our weeks. Luke, why don't you kick us off? Yeah. yeah. You're ready. You want to hear something crappy that happened this week? Uh, I'm literally gonna, always. I'm going to show you, and then I'm going to explain to our friends listening. Oh, no. I have an Apple Watch that I've had for, I don't know, a little over two years, I guess, when it first came yeah. out. I uh, dropped it when I was putting it on the charger and broke the corner of the screen. Yeah, that sucks, man. Oh, so it landed on its, its Really button. bad, yeah. Uh, here's the good thing. Um, when AppleCare expires to replace the screen, it's only $270 for the watch edition. <laughs> Let's get a new one. Yeah, right? Gosh, so that was my week. That sucked. Wait, but it works. It's just crap. Yeah, it yeah. works. But it just it's just looks a matter like a garbage of time before like pieces. He may as well water be a homeless. Resistant. Yeah, it may as well be a homeless man. <laughs> right, yeah, because, I mean... <laughs> A that seems symbol. offensive to homeless people. That's true. I would well, never want to look like Luke. Um, <laughs> I, already, I already halfway looked there. My bank account says I'm almost there. Um, <laughs> so, but That's not we, funny because we, it's true. We, we laugh to keep from crying. <laughs> we laugh through the pain. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that stunk. So if anybody knows how to replace an Apple Watch screen and wants to do it super cheap, just let me know. And I'll let you try it. Um, other than that, I uh, I got some – so Gen Con, right? I talked about Gen Con. One thing I picked up at Gen Con was some new figures for uh, our D&D game. I, ho- I picked up a whole bunch of uh, like little skeletons and knights, and so I've been painting them, and uh, they're pretty awesome. Hey, yo. Yeah. So wait, 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 what is it holding? Is it leaning against a lamppost or is that a weapon? It's like a – it's like a – uh, staff with some skulls on oh, okay. it, and it's like a oh. a banner kind of thing, I guess. Uh, and this guy is like crazy, kind of like Aztec. Uh, Do you have any minstrels? Minstrels? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I think um, you should get some. I think that would be fun, and then like you could incorporate them, and then whenever I get to play with you guys, I could just play your minstrels. Yeah. Okay. And occasionally write songs for you <laughs> as you journey through. So the- you want to play a bard character, is what you're saying. No, I want to be a minstrel. That's what a bard Would you does. prefer to bike through, like, um, cycle through the countryside? What? Yeah, minstrel cycle. I don't uh, where you're going okay. Oh, my gosh. What an idiot. Uh, that's a great joke, man. Um, <laughs> no, cut this all out. I can't stop laughing. I can't take the word minstrel seriously. Okay. That's what it's called. Yeah. You know you're what a minstrel is? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You just cool. can't. You just can't compose just can't yourself enough. Can't no, deal that's with fair. It. I that's get fine. that. No, you're gonna yeah. want to uh, edit it out. Oh, it's gonna stay. Whole thing stand. Yeah. Uh, there's no. There's yeah. no reason to. Yeah. Cut that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So <laughs> I've gotten back into. What's a painting. sigil? What's a sigil? Is it pronounced sigil? Yeah. It's, a it's logo. like a symbol or a yeah, like a glyph. Oh. Uh, I love the hand motion you did with that glyph. <laughs> <laughs> this is ASL for glyph. Hey, speaking of hand motions, September 14th, you'll be able to see that hand motion. Continue, Luke. All right. Good plug. Because um, Luke's going to uh, just Instagram a photo of him doing that hand motion. That's all. That's- Get ready. September 14th. <laughs> That's my my monthly scheduled upload to, to Instagram. That's um, when your menstrual your post. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I got back into some figure painting, and it was fun. So... I have a lot more to do, and uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll post pictures. Who knows? We'll see how I feel. But that's okay. it. 
All right. Who are you tossing it to then? Whoever wants it. I, I'll take it. Well, yeah, you picked. Okay. Um, so a couple things. One, uh, it's been crazy. I, I live in Texas, for those of you who don't know, and uh, this weekend was was crazy. The weather, the hurricane, um, it managed to miss us. We got we got obviously some some hits of it. Uh, we're two hours e- almost directly east of Houston, and Houston by far has gotten it the worst. There's I've seen videos of car dealerships, like a Ford dealership that has whole cars completely submerged in the wow. flood. Like that's a that's a lot of flooding. Yeah, um, we're about two hours uh, west of that, and um, we got a lot of rain, um, a lot of wind, um, and there's been some you know a little bit of damage, but it's it's not anything crazy. But um, it's amazing how many people who you had no idea knew where you lived come out of the woodwork when there's a thing like this because I just got hit up like crazy on Facebook and uh, and my phone just like, hey. Uh, thinking about you guys, everything okay? I'm like, who, who, I haven't talked to you since third grade. That's new exaggerated. phone. Who dis? Um, yeah, did, new phone. Who dis? Did either Luke or I check on you? Uh, no, you. In fact, I'm pretty sure you didn't even know that was happening, Patrick, until someone else on the Slack channel asked me how I was doing. So the funny thing is, I, I and I said this in Slack. I made it a point. Not to watch news, and that includes weather. I just don't like. I'll get like worried. You never know when Game of Thrones is going to pop up somewhere and spoil something. (laughs) Man, the weather people are notorious (laughs) for dropping spoilers. Yeah, so it's going to be cold this weekend, but not as cold as that ice. It like emotionally (laughs) affects me too much, and so I just I can't watch it. I don't pay attention. So I was doing some work for Andrew um, and you. Uh, mm-hmm. I was obviously just talking to our listeners and, yep, um, it, and it had a, a, a due date of Sunday and you made a comment about there being some severe weather, some bad weather coming through. And I just thought that's ah, Texas. They get like hail every now and then and whatever. And they're just prepared. And it wasn't until like another day after that, that someone in Slack mentioned the hurricane. And I, I, t- I totally didn't realize it was a hurricane. I just thought you had some bad storms moving through. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, I didn't know it was like recovery efforts that will go on into the years based on the damage of this hurricane. So anyway, uh, we're fine. We like my power never even went out. I I rented on uh, pay per view the the Mayweather McGregor fight, and a bunch of people came over and watched it. And like, meanwhile, two hours east of us, people are, are losing their entire lives. You know, um, not literally. I think only one person has died thus far, but. Um, anyway, so that's all. Did like, you see Austin's, fine. like the city of Austin, their tweet they put out? No. They, um, they promised to do everything they could to keep electricity running so people could watch the Game of Thrones finale. <sighs> that's awesome. Mm. Um, that's awesome. Uh, Wait, Franklin- speaking of Austin, what happened? What's going on with Franklin? So uh, unrelated, it didn't have anything to do with the storm. Uh, the, the, the smokehouse where they do all the the uh the brisket and all the the meat and everything um it just caught fire something just it just caught fire and and a ton of damage and so they couldn't sell any of their you know the brisket and stuff uh because they were out of you know they weren't they weren't in business that day and so they gave all the briskets that they cooked to the firefighters for coming and helping put out the fire um, wow so anyway, uh, a couple things. One, one thing came in the mail that I ordered a long, long time ago, and I'm excited about it. Uh, there's a, I didn't intend for that to be a pun, but it actually is a good one. Um, so I got this Mike Mitchell uh, Darth Vader portrait, which is kind of hard to see because it's already framed. I'm trying to show the guys on here, and there's a glare on lamp. it. But it's amazing. Like I know that some people – some it's you love it or you you hate it right mike mitchell's style or whatever um these portraits these like uh profile portraits i think are are great they're awesome i have a luke skywalker now i have darth vader i ordered the are they facing each other or facing opposite they're facing each other that makes more sense um and then there's uh i got rocket and baby groot um, which are amazing because they're they're scaled appropriately. So like Rocket is printed on eleven by fourteen, and Baby Groot is on a five by seven. Um, and they and are, he was expensive for a five by seven. He was. I picked, pretty up, expensive. I picked up Baby Groot as as well. That was. Yeah. I've got this thing where if Mackenzie says she wants something, I because it's not very common. 
I just go ahead and pull the trigger because it's an excuse for me to get more stuff into our house. Yeah. And uh, she saw the baby Groot and loved it. So we picked up one of those as well. I think it was only $35, but still for a five by seven, that's pretty, that's pretty expensive. Um, but like with everything, like it was a timed edition. This, this Darth Vader was a timed edition. So it's going to be like 12 weeks before they get produced and sent. So it'll be like Christmas again. Like when I get it, I'll have forgotten about it. Um, and uh, it's cool. So anyway, I got that. And then finally, um, so I made a decision. We we have made a decision uh, as a family that uh, we are going to be going for Halloween as like a family thing, which I never do. I never dress up as a family thing. But this year I'm, I'm actually on board with it because it's going to be super fun. I mentioned a while back a few weeks ago that uh, everyone in our family loves Gravity Falls. And so I bought Cooper a dipper hat off of Amazon. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, it's so awesome. So he's going to be Dipper. Shandra's already gotten like the pieces of clothing so that he can be Dipper. She's going to be Mabel. And for a little bit, we were talking about me being uh, Grunkle Stan. But instead, I have a new idea, and this is going to be super fun. So I just met a guy. He's a, he's a cool guy. He just moved into town not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago or a month ago. Um, and he makes puppets. Like, he's, like, a professional puppeteer and makes puppets. Like, he's connected with some people from, like, Henson before. Is it Matt Vogel? Uh, it's not Matt Vogel. It is uh, – his name is Austin. He's super cool. But um, I'm going to ask him to help me make out of foam a foam puppet of Bill Cipher, which neither one of you watched the show, right? So you don't yeah, know that. I've no watched it a couple times. But I okay, so he's the golden tri- – like, the, the golden uh, pyramid guy with the singular eye. He's kind of the main show, like, bad guy. Okay. Um, and he wears the top hat, and he floats. He's ma- he doesn't have a mouth. It doesn't move. Like, um, so he's an easy puppet to kind of do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have him uh, help me. He's not going to do it for me. I'm going to have him help me uh, sculpt and make a puppet of Bill Cipher, and I'm just going to wear all black. Um, cause he floats in the air. So I'm just going to ma- wear all black and put him on a black pole and I'm going to be Bill Cypher for Halloween. So I'm super excited. I'm going to take a bunch of pictures of that process. Um, and I think it's going to be a cool time. So, uh, all right, Patrick, I think yeah, you're the one me. rounding us out. Well, speaking of puppets, I mean, there is big news happening, and that's that Matt Vogel, I think the second, is now the voice of Kermit the Frog. And yeah. he's officially replaced Steve Whitmire and uh, his first video uh, or the first video that features his voice uh, just recently, uh, recently, oh my gosh, just recently was released on YouTube. And um, I, I don't know, to me, it, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to catch some flack for this. It doesn't sound like a huge departure as far as the voice goes. I mean, certainly it is different, but not in a, you know, it's not like suddenly he's got a smoker's cough. I mean, it still sounds like Kermit the Frog to me. So um, I think that was probably the intention. Like if I had to guess, they probably wanted it to sound. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I know, but I think some people are, you know, it's just so different. He's not my Kermit. I don't know. It, but um, but no, it's 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 a big deal. So I just want to recognize that's a big deal. I have a couple other things, too, which are very exciting. So you'll remember uh, that I talked about Anomalisa, the record. The record is now here. It is in my hand. This is the first record that I own. Have, and, you, ever uh, opened? have you opened it yet? I have opened it. It has a slight amount of damage. It's not enough for me to like complain about, but because it is a complicated piece, so it doesn't like, yeah, like even when it closes, it's got little gaps and pieces of paper because it's like a big flip book. Yeah. And one of those pieces got slightly turned, but it's it's not enough to, to I'm not going to like complain about it or anything beyond just now complaining about it. It is not the one. To, it's, to, to thousands of people. Yeah, it's, cool. not the, yeah. it's not the one out of like a thousand. This is one of the 999. But I'm very excited because I'm going to end up probably displaying it on – I have a shelf behind me, which you'll see September 14th. Uh, I'm probably going to display it back there and uh, actually have it open and set up because it's just such a cool thing. Like I don't really have an intention of playing the the record itself, but I think the fact you can set it up – Do you have a record player? Some, no. Oh. But the fact you can <laughs> set it up and it creates this scene I just think is so – is really really cool so i'm excited about this well then just br- bring me the the actual vinyls because i actually listen to vinyl so you can keep the case which is i already threw it away 
<laughs> but if I can, if I can dig it out of the trash, yeah, just go try to try to dig it out. Um, if you need to go 70. into the dumpster, that's fine. I'll give you yeah, ten bucks for it, and then I'll I'll ship the pieces your way. So the other thing, now this is a big thing, and I, and I'm gonna go more in depth, um, actually in a separate video that I'm gonna post to YouTube. So this isn't gonna be the full thing here. Um, but we, I talked a little bit last week about about Huck G closing up shop, and since I talked, he's actually put up a lot of uh, his own personal stuff on eBay. So there's a couple auctions running now where he's got some like test blanks and like 15 inchers and like miscellaneous parts. And can I, can I um, just pause right there for you with you for a second? Sure. It kind of makes me sad. Like there's a part of me looking at this. I'm like, this is his stuff, like his personal stuff. Like it's cool. But then there's a piece of it. That's like, he's getting rid of this stuff. And then that's it. Yeah. Like no, I there's, there's I don't a disagree. Big sad element. No, for when me, I saw, anyway. when I saw the listings, like I didn't get excited about the stuff. I immediately got sad that he was selling the stuff. Yeah. Um, now I will say that because we've talked to him on the show, we know that he personally, like, I mean, through like the the um, was it the eleventh series or was it the thirteenth? I don't remember. The eleven. The eleven. Yeah. So one through ten, the eleven. He used to keep one of all of his pieces, and then he started selling those. So this isn't like an uncommon thing for Huck to be selling like his own like individual pieces he has. Sure. Just given the timing of it, it is super depressing. But that being said, uh, he did as a kind of final act, he made 10 custom thank you blanks. There were only 10 of them. This was, he said, it's like the custom piece that represents an end of an era. He put them on his site by some whatever, I managed to pick one up. I had no idea they were releasing. I read the email like everybody else. I got to the point of the link. I clicked it. There was one available. I bought it. It came in. So I have this glow-in-the-dark, one of ten, like, final thank you blank. And I, I did cut open the box just to see if there was, a, like, a personal message because I, I wanted to pull that out. Um, but otherwise, I'm going to do – I haven't unwrapped it or anything yet – I'm going to record a full unboxing of it and then talk a little bit more in depth about uh, maybe some of the lessons learned from Huck. And so just expect that to hit YouTube sometime in the next week. So that's, uh, that's the teaser for it. I'll drop it in Slack. We'll, we'll post on social media. Uh, you know, you'll see it some other places. There's some other blogs that are going to post it too. Um, but it'll be an opportunity to kind of talk a little bit more about Huck and a little bit more about his impact, but then also show off this really cool piece of his, which again, I have it unwrapped. I'm saving it for the video. I can't wait to do, uh, but I just wanted to. So is what you're saying that people, if they want to catch it, they probably should subscribe to YouTube now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That would be the way to know about when it happens and not miss it. So, so go to yeah. YouTube.com, search Elf One Podcast, and you'll find that, it. That or check show notes, check website, all that kind of stuff. It, it'll be all over. You'll be able to find it. It's in our Instagram profile. It's, like, all over the place. But the point is that video is coming this week. It'll be an unboxing of this, like, you know, one of ten toy. And, and my guess is um, – um, well, it just doesn't matter. It, again, it's still, like, a weird thing. Like, I hope that we get the chance to talk to Huck. Like, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to, like, wait a bit. I hope we get a chance to talk to him because I just, you know, I want to hear more about this transition and I'm sure it's going to end up being a totally positive thing for him and his family. Um, it is just, it is a wild thing because if there was someone that you would think could make it, you would think it'd be Huck in that industry. So uh, I hope we get a chance to dive more in depth with him, uh, with him once we get a little bit farther, further down the road. So, um, man, that's English has been rough. For me, <laughs> hey, you know the good the good news, Patrick. What's you're not that? being graded anymore. Thanks. You're not in school. Good point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I'd you know give what? you I'd give you enough, but that but my grade is arbitrary, so it doesn't matter. Thanks. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's it for our around the table. That means up next, master categories. Every week we draw tokens to find out exactly the categories we're going to be talking about. Then we pick our topics based on those randomly drawn categories. Really? That's how it works. Patrick, can you believe that? Yeah. How many episodes in are we? Like 200 and something? 8,000, I think. Is we are, number. yeah, more. 208,000 episodes. <laughs> and we, we finally figured out the format. Congratulations, everybody. Um, and so, Patrick, you took us to the end. So why don't you take us at the beginning? Yeah, that's perfect. Um, so actually, I, I had a chance to see Andrew. You're not going to believe this. I saw a lot of TV and video this week. I cannot believe that. 
crazy. Uh, I made it through <laughs> the entire season of Girl Boss. Did I, over, did I oversell that? I didn't no, you didn't know. at all. Okay, I good. made it through the entire season of the Handmaid's, the Handmaid's Tale. And let me just say this. For Halloween, if I can find a group of 20 people to dress like handmaids with me, that would be... I can't Why imagine a more fun Why would you dress up time. like a handmaiden? Go to the Gothic castle. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, and then I also got a chance to see the movie Wind River, which was... Um, okay, uh, is it is it Wind River or Wind River? Wind River. Okay, with a D. Okay. Yes, Wind River. It has... Uh, well, Jeremy Renner is the one that's going to be the probably most well-known, but then also... Um, uh, Julia Jones and some other people, but uh, it, it, great film. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, and I think it, it definitely lived up to. Sorry, Elizabeth Olsen would be the other one that people really knew because she's the uh, F, like the FBI agent. Uh, it totally lived up to. Um, I think the the reviews it was getting. Um, it's really slow. Sounds bad, but it's it's a uh, uh, really easy pace, and then all of a sudden it's like goes from zero to a thousand. And it's uh, the ending is pretty, like it. It's hard not to feel things. Like it's a it's a pretty heavy movie towards the uh, to the towards the end of it. But uh, it was a really good watch. I enjoyed it. But there was one other film. This film's called Good Time. Now I actually talked about this preview uh, when I was talking about some of my favorite like upcoming movies for the year. Yeah. I mentioned Good Time. So if you've seen the preview, it's like all this like neon lighting and like these really up close uh shots and fast cuts and it's gritty right it absolutely gritty like it looks seedy um and it has robert uh pattinson in the film that's going to be the person everybody recognizes and uh, all you know is that the preview kind of says something about a brother that's in jail and this other brother like racing against the clock to get him out that's kind of how it's presented and that's what you're left with and so i got a chance to go see the films uh really for me surprisingly chattanooga had a theater screening it they had one theater showing it and only one show time a day and uh got a chance to go uh check it out and um let me just dive in so there 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 will be spoilers in this uh this doesn't seem like a film that spoilers really matter but i i am going to talk about potentially uh you know Something you may not know about. Uh, now, that being said, this probably has the coolest title package of any film I've seen this year. Um, and maybe any film I saw last year either. It's uh, this very, very... Um, you'll need to find the sequence, but basically it's like the whole title is broken out into these like vertical lines. So it starts as a solid shape and the lines... Um, and I'm trying to represent this for Andrew. The lines slide apart revealing the two words and it looks super sick and That's it's in sweet. neon and it's the music that matches is great so the soundtrack for the whole movie is this like uh 80s um future techno like that's how i think to describe it like so think like kavinsky or something like that like that type of uh sounds and uh, again they incorporate neon all over the place like even when they're not in an environment that has neon they find ways so at, at one point there's a bank robbery and when the the you know it, there's one of those like uh, uh, little like powder bombs they put in the bank bags to mark all the notes. When it goes off, it's like this neon color that coats everything, and now they're like covered in neon again. So they find ways of incorporating this feel all throughout the movie. The movie is gritty, but to the point where it felt like it was underexposed, and they tried to gain up all the shots. Like it didn't feel. Like, how do I say that? Like, it almost felt like noise, and it almost felt like artificial noise, as opposed to, like, um, the way... Because typically film handles low light very well, where digital... Um, wait, am I saying that backwards or no? Let me not make finish. that statement, because okay, I, I, I may say that backwards. But the reality is, it felt like it was underexposed, and it got gained up, and you got that noise over all the film. So there were parts of the film that kind of when i saw it, it it didn't feel like a vibe as much as like maybe somebody messed up <laughs> so it's it is very gritty the other thing is someone forgot of, to turn on the lights lot yeah exactly like they set up the whole scene and then shut out all the lights and then filmed it so you <laughs> couldn't see anything and then they tried to gain it up so you could that's what it felt like at times um the so awesome sound neon everywhere gritty but not in like a natural necessarily feeling way uh, lots of very close-up shots. I cannot say that enough to the point that 
not that I was getting nauseous, but I needed a break from it because whenever you have anything that that's close up, there's going to be a lot of micro movements to keep up with it. And so because of that, the background is just always a blur, like to keep up with the subject. And so it it is really intense just trying to watch the camera work. And then you get a lot of cuts or whatever. So um, heart pounding moments. I mean, there were some like moments where like, oh, dude's going to get caught any second or they're going to jump out. So there's plenty of on your seat stuff. So as far as like setting all these moods and in, in, in whatever, I mean, they do a good job of creating something that's heart pounding. It's it feels seedy, but not that it's showing anything bad. It's just like the lighting and the mood is doing that for you. Now, as far as the story itself. This is what is tough for me because the review, the movie's been getting great reviews. People are calling it Robert Pattinson's breakout role and things like that. Um, Not Twilight? Well, I think into actual good movies. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how you want to consider that. You but just there's just a line in the, the sand, Lost my City of Z? Maybe I should say it's like the role of his career or something like that. Mm, mm-hmm. What were you saying, Luke? The Lost City of Z. Was oh, he, he was in, in Lost City of Z. In that. I, haven't, was, I haven't seen the film yet. I, I know that's an Amazon release and I just haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, he was good in it. For sure. Um, no, they're calling this the, like the role of his career and all this kind of stuff. Um, there isn't really a uh, – I don't know how to say this because it's going to sound weird. I, I heard it put a good way. It's a slice of life. It isn't necessarily a story, and you aren't really sure – I mean, it is a story. You aren't really sure what point it's trying to make other than you just followed someone for a couple yeah, days. Yeah, there's, and that's there's the not end. a clear beginning and end. Yeah, as far as, yeah, it just drops you in and then it takes you out and you're not sure what you learned and then you just leave the theater. So I think calling it a slice of life film is a good way to put it. But it's just, it's weird to see something and some there are some tough scenes, some tough stuff that happens, but you're not really given given a like any type of lever to process it. And or you don't know any why you of, care or if you care. Yeah, and there's no type of resolution offered or suggested it's just kind of like this guy did some really crappy things to some other people, and then those people did some crappy things, and now you can leave the theater and go home. And that's it. And you don't even know what it was for. You don't. It doesn't seem like it benefited anybody. So it's just a tough film to understand when you leave. The only theme that I pulled from the movie is that Robert Pattinson used everybody in his life. Everybody. Whether he liked them or not, that didn't matter. He had a compulsion to use them. And from the standpoint of being basically an egomaniac, he felt he was better than other people. He felt he was uh, basically his decisions. Because he was so he was so smart, he was above ever being uh, found out or ever being caught with the things he was doing. And so he continued to make bad choice after bad choice after bad choice that ultimately leads to his demise. But it was something that he was blind to because he was an egomaniac that just used everybody he came in contact with, including the people that you feel like he deeply loves. So his brother has special needs. The movie frames the beginning as though like he's the only one that understands his brother and other people are going to wreck his brother's life. But good thing that Robert Pattinson's there to, to, you know, stand up for him and give him a normal life. When by the end of the film, you kind of feel like you really need to let your brother, like you need to give him to some other people because you're screwing him up. And so that's what you kind of come to realize is that he just uses everybody and then you leave the theater. So I don't know. It's it's a, um, for a slice of life film. It's an interesting watch. It's it's probably not stuff that any of us would experience on a normal uh, whatever. All the acting was great. And again, the mood building and who doesn't love seeing like dark environments with neon while listening to 80s future techno like that's awesome. It sounds a little bit like Atomic Blonde. Like that element of it sounds a lot like Atomic Blonde. Maybe I haven't I say I haven't seen Atomic Blonde yet, so I can't speak to that. Um, but if you're expecting to like some hard hitting story that that makes you have an aha moment or um, some resolution that makes the journey worth it, you're not going to get any of that. So just be prepared <laughs> to leave unresolved. So that's good time. I don't know if I would really recommend it to many people. Like, I wouldn't recommend it to either of you guys. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to a lot of the people that probably listen. I wouldn't go see it again. I understand why it got great reviews. And I'm not saying it's a bad movie. This was not my cup of tea. Or whatever. Futuristic. My This was not my bottle of acid. 
<laughs> which does play a role in the movie. So that's if you've seen the movie, that made sense. Um, so that's uh, that's good time. So why don't sounds like a good time? Oh, that's fantastic! Oh my gosh, you killed that, Luke. That was an Andrew joke. Andrew, you should. I feel like you should go next. Do you want me to? I do. Go. Okay, here it goes. Uh, okay, so I got toys and games for my category, and I'm pretty stoked about it because uh, there's a game that I've wanted to get for a while and hadn't quite gotten. And then when I knew I had this, uh, I say hadn't quite gotten, as if like I had all like you got parts of it. Yeah, I got it. half the game, and now I got the rest of it. Um, there's a game that I've wanted and, and hadn't gotten around to getting yet. Uh, and when I knew I had this category, I'm like, perfect, perfect opportunity to go spend money. So um, this game is a game in the universe of a game that we all know and love. Uh, actually, two games that we all know and love, uh, at least on the show. Um, it's by Indie Boards and Cards is the, the company that put it out. They are the people uh, and the creators of... Um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Resistance. Yes. So the resistance and then coup. Yes. And there are, there are lots of expansions to, to that right now. I don't know yeah. if you know, but coup has like coup reformation and mm-hmm. like coup 2020 or something like there's like all these different versions and expansions, but they all take place in this dystopian universe. Um, and this game is called grifters. Okay. So grifters is, uh, another it's, it's taking that same, world that same universe that these other games are in and um it's a different perspective on it so uh you play as underground like mob bosses mm-hmm. um and what you have to do is try to get uh you have to try to complete these these jobs to try to earn the most money so the money if you're used to the to the world it looks just like the stuff that's in resistance right. yeah. and coup um it's it's all the same um the art, the artist is the same artist who worked on all that stuff. His name is Jarek Noron or Nokon, Nokon, I think it is Jarek Nokon, um, and uh, we'll put a link to his his deal in uh, in the show notes. Um, but it's very very cool. But essentially, there are three mob leaders. Uh, they call them ring leaders, and then you have to hire a team to try to get these jobs. And so here, let me show, I'm going to show you guys, and then there will be a link in the show notes. Um, but you get each per, each player gets one of these cards. It's a, a game for two to four players, cool. and um, they lay out. Uh, they're they're broken down into night one, night two, and night three, and you have to recruit um, essentially these these. Uh, these criminals onto your team to to get these job cards and every job card has a there's like three there's five different kinds of jobs um and they're broken down into different things but um like this one says hack credit system and there are specific job skills that are required to hack the credit system Mm. but then if you can if you can pull off that job you get the the stated like reward that's at the bottom so for this one you get two additional money from an opponent's stash so you steal money from an opponent Um, tell me what game you said this was like it's not like I haven't said it's like anything. It's it's actually kind of unique in in, in a lot of ways. The mechanics of it are, are, are pretty unique. What's and fun. the game we played at Creative South this past year? So that's that's Resistance. Okay. Okay. So this same it's in the company, same universe. Same world. It's a different. Yeah. It's it's literally in the same world. They call it the dystopian universe or dystopia or something like that. Um, so it's in the same universe. It's just a different group of people trying to do a different thing in that same world. Um, but the characters are, are great. There's the pickpocket, there's the thief, that's, there's the mastermind and the artwork on these is, is pretty incredible. I don't know if you can see them. Oh, yeah. So it's great. Um, and then there's a ton of other, uh, criminals. Like here's the deck and it's a lot. Those, those are, yeah, a ton of different criminals. So you've got the protege, the con man, the con man kind of looks like, uh, um, Looks like the our buddy that you work with, Patrick. Uh, I don't know if I should Cody? say. Yeah, I didn't know if I wanted to he say his name. He does look like, on a, air. but I mean, he but, looks like Cody. Does, I saw him right off. So it does look like Cody. Looks like he's uh, super shady and up to something. Um, I'm looking at you. There's Femme Fatale. So like, if you like, there's all these different characters, and each character has a different skill set. Um, now, are they all unique, or is there like groups of people that have the same skill there's set? There's groups of people who have the same skill set, but then each character has a unique uh, a unique ability. 
Is that whole deck different characters? No. So there's uh, they're divided into four. Like there's four of each character. So uh, take okay. this deck and divide it by four. But okay. it's still a decent That's amount. Still of, a good amount. But yeah, it's yeah. not as many as I thought. Um, so anyway, I'm not going to go into all the logistics stuff, but I haven't even played it yet. Um, I've read through the instructions. It's pretty straightforward. It's cool. How long does um, it play? Do you have any idea? Uh, I have no idea, but it probably says on the box. So Six let me just days. look real quick, <laughs> real quick. Um, it's just 30 minutes. Oh, cool. The, all, all of these games tend to go pretty quickly yeah, that's, in that's this world. Yeah, that's standard so. for them. But here's the box. It's pretty rad. Uh, nice. It's, it's, like it's it. just, it's just cool. It's kind of it's dark and gritty. This little looks so good. I know it's good. So if you, that's it, what I need when I podcast. What? A hoagie. No, I need a stoke. <laughs> I need to smoke a cigar while I podcast. I need to eat a hoagie. <laughs> oh, we can start a new podcast called Stogies and Hoagies. Ugh. And we eat a sandwich while we smoke just and so then just talk about aches. men's stuff. You know, like, like stomach aches. It's like itching and <laughs> stomach aches. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, that's not what we would talk about. He would just have a stomach ache while we were doing yeah, it. Yeah, but we would need to talk about man stuff. Yeah, manly what things. Do men do? <laughs> so, what do men do? What do men do? Anyway, um, it's really cool. I'm excited to play it. I'm going to play it tomorrow. Um, but it's, it's, it's How are you going to play really it tomorrow? Neat. I won't be there. I'm sorry. Can you wait we'll to play, play it until I'm there? I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel any better to say that, that I will, then sure. Yeah, I'll wait. But no, don't lie to me. I don't want you to lie to me. Um... So anyway, uh, I would go pick it up. It's it's a cool game. If you've played the others, uh, Resistance. If you haven't played Resistance, play that. That's kind of like a good entry level. Um, actually, Coup is a good entry level. And then Resistance and then Grifters. Grifters seems like it takes it a little bit further. Some of the elements are a little bit more involved. Sure. Coup is, is pretty st- like pretty baseline. Um, it's, yeah. it's fun. And each have their own kind of gameplay and mechanics. So that's that's neat. So Also, if you haven't played the board game The Others, that's a good one, too. Okay. This is just a separate thing. Maybe okay, a cool, cool mini or not. Just it's a good game. Horror oh. game. Sweet. Um, all right. That's it for me. Luke, round us out. Can I? I want to take a little bit and I want to cut my master category and kind of do something that we talked. Uh, we had a request from our Slack community. Um, to do this, and it makes a perfect segue from what you were talking about, Andrew, to just kind of hop in and do this now. Gabe Barletta asked us if we would kind of give a breakdown of board games that we're playing, of what we recommend. Um, And so I want to do that right now. Maybe each of us can take like five games that we we like and give a recommendation. Now, he said he wanted games that we own. So what are some five board games that we own? Uh, that we would recommend for people to play. So I'll start. Um, One I talked about last week is Unearth. It's a brand new game, um, kind of worker placement. Uh, You can listen to last week and hear more about it, but that game is awesome. Uh, The other games I would recommend would be uh, Campy Creatures. We've talked about Campy Creatures. We we talked to uh, uh, the guys from Campy Creatures, uh, Maddox, and uh, I was hanging out with Kyle at Gen Con, and uh, that game is fantastic. That's a good pickup. Uh, Epic Spell Wars, uh, Battle Wizards is a card game. I think we talked about it a long time ago, but it's, it's a card game. Um, everybody plays a wizard, and what you do is play a spell. So you lay down uh, up to three cards to make a spell, and you kind of attack the other players that are also playing wizards. Uh, and whoever's the last wizard standing wins. Uh, that's a really fun party game. It's uh, a little off color and irreverent, but it's really fun. Um, sea of Clouds is another great game by uh, ELO. You play pirates and you have to collect rum and treasure and money. Um, that's a four player game, is really fun. And then last but not least, uh, one game that has made a resurgence for me uh, that we played. I think we played it. It's called Skulls. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, it's, it's a very simple game. You have uh, kind of these coaster type things. Uh, everybody has four. Three of them are flowers. One of them is a skull. And it's a bluffing game where you lay down and you bid on how many, you can, how many flowers you can turn over. And whoever turn if you turn over a skull, you lose uh, one of your cards, and you play until uh, one person is left. And that, that is game a, is weirdly tough, by the oh, way. It's I, so it is, it's, yeah. I mean, it's basically you're playing like 
poker. It's essentially just a, a reading your opponent and bluffing game. Um, and it is really, really awesome. And the art is amazing. So those are my quick five for you, Gabe. I'm going to let Patrick do it because I, th- I have a feeling I have more than him. And I don't want to take oh, anything away from him. So why don't you go, Patrick? No, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I do. I want to echo specifically one of the games that Luke mentioned, which was Campy Creatures. I think that game is a, just an absolute blast. And yeah. the rounds don't have to be terribly long. Um, there is enough. Um, you can still like shake up the the gameplay. Yeah. Uh, so there's like it's not one of those. So some of the games that I've played with you guys, because I, I play the least out of the group. It's kind of something like you'll get like three hands in or like three rounds into the game and you realize like you just don't have any hope at that point. Like you're not going to freaking win like the lanterns game. Yeah. That's a game that you can know pretty early on. Like, okay, you're not going (laughs) to win this round. And, um, and, uh, camper creatures is in that way. So I I actually really enjoyed that. Uh, I would say courts is one that I just can't Mm, stop playing. I'm a huge fan of courts. Um, and you can play up to five people, I believe. Um, I think it's, it's a game that even just three people is a, a lot of fun. Um, if you have the right group of people, which is important, and I think you have to have enough, I would not play this with three people. I would want to probably have at least, at least five or six people, but I think vampire one night is a lot of fun. If you have the right group, but you have to have a group that's willing to lie and it's really good to have one person that's really confused by the rules that actually really helps the (laughs) gameplay. (laughs) So I would, I would argue that that's true, but, uh, Go on. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so Vampire One Night, Quartz, uh, Campy Creatures. Now, one game that I found that I play a lot. Now, this is something for, like, the people that don't like games. Like, you have the friends that come over that don't really want to play or they don't want to play a board game, but you still want to find an activity that's a bit more uh, active and a bit more of a conversation starter. I think Code Names is a lot of fun and works sure. really well for that. So, like, you may not be able to get someone to sit down and – and, um, you know, play uh, one of these other games that Andrew and Luke are talking about. It's like yeah. some of them are a bit more intense as far as like what you need to understand to play. Uh, but Codenames is something that you need, like within 30 seconds, you can explain the game and you yeah. can start playing. You Codenames know, actually at Gen Con, they released uh, Duet, Codenames Duet, which is a two player game. Um, oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that. Super fast and very fun. Very same as all the other Codenames. So uh, yeah, what's I, your last one? No, I think that's great. And then I'm going to be honest, I don't really have a uh, fifth board game. I mean, we have some other games that we play, but none that I would like strongly recommend. I will say this. If you're looking for a party game, I just the 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 Jack in the Box game, what's the one with the trivia? The Oh, um, you don't know Jack? No, not that one. And I understand the uh, that is confusing. <laughs> um it's the Jack TV uh trivia game. Um let me get this right because I, I don't want to say wrong. Oh, Fibbage. Oh, Fibbage, yeah. when it just comes to a game that, again, you can sit down and play with people that maybe don't like playing games and it can get a room just cracking up and laughing and talking sure. and yelling and all that kind of stuff, it's it's a bit difficult to beat something like that. But, again, that's these are way more casual experiences. I think of all the ones I named, though, Quartz, if you're sitting there and you specifically want a board game to play, Quartz would be my recommendation. Quartz is fun. So. Yeah, so Quartz is a – yep, that was going to be one of mine for sure. I love Quartz. It's great. Um, Small World is a great game if you want a mm-hmm. game that's a little bit more involved but is still entry-level enough that's it's it's not going to take you a ton of time. You can play it in about 45 minutes, but I've talked about that on the show, so you can go back and track that down. Um, but uh, Small World is great. Niet is a great game. Um, I've mentioned that before. Yeah. We've played that. It's uh, – the artwork is great, but it all it plays like spades if you introduce communism into spades. It's a or great... if you were really drunk playing spades. <laughs> yes, or or that. Um, and then let's see. Uh, um, I'm blanking. Oh, uh, a good one is Love Letter. I have the Adventure Time version of Love Letter, which is super fun. They have lots of different uh, versions of it, but the base game of Love Letter. It's the same no matter what version you play. There's just different characters. Uh, that's a fun, easy game. You can play it very, very quickly. Um, and then a uh, family favorite for us, and it doesn't have to be a family game, but um, if even if you have uh, you know younger kids, it still works for, but it still introduces a level of luck and strategy is King of Tokyo. 
I mean, sure. King of Tokyo is a great, great one. And um, I think the ones that I just mentioned, other than yet, um, are, are mainstream enough that you can get the base versions of those games at like Target, I think, at this point. Yeah, sure. So um, pretty, pretty easy entry to it. Um, and some of those are board games and some of those are card games. So King of um, Tokyo that, is a very good one. Oh, I it's would a say really that, fun game for all ages. I mean, me and the boys love yeah. that game. Um, so yeah, but that was cool. Gabe, thanks for asking about that. If anybody else wants to know any of that stuff, like it might be fun to do, um, movies or TV shows or something like that. So if you guys want to hear more of like the stuff that is like quick and easy that we recommend, uh, can, I, can I also put down like can I put put out the idea here in front of God and everyone that maybe we could just do these kind of requests, do them on like a, a special YouTube video that's just like a sure. ten minute YouTube deal where we actually have the games in front of us and show what we like about them. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, good idea, Gabe. So thanks for asking. Uh, my category, I had art and design, uh, and it got. Um, you know me. It's not really easy for me to think of that stuff. But luckily, uh, Slack, again, was here to help. And uh, our friend Hayden Obey uh, launched actually today, as of recording, his new website, Happy Faces on Everything. Uh, now, if you remember when we talked to Hayden, he is uh, a designer and illustrator um, who has done a ton in the Skillshare community. Um, actually, most of his income was coming from that. Well, he launched Happy Faces on Everything. And what that is, is uh, a website that he is completely running that is giving uh, tools and tutorials and articles um, to designers uh, to help improve illustration, help improve other skills. Uh, and it's a lot of what he was doing on Skillshare, but it's now controlled by him. He's able to do a lot more and do uh, a lot of things um, that he he wants to do and, and have the freedom to kind of make it his own. Um, so if you go to Happy Faces on everything, you can check it out. Uh, there's a, a pr promo right now. So happy for 20% off. Um, and man, it's packed full of a ton of stuff. I mean, he has such a catalog of everything he's done already. Um, his stuff is super easy. He has stuff that's like uh, 60 second tutorials um, all the way to just absolutely way more in depth uh, Illustrator and Photoshop things. Um, but he's a great teacher, very easy to follow. He's a fun dude. Um, but yeah, it's, it's cool to see this transition happening. I know, uh, Von Glitchka has done something similar to this where there people we're seeing designers take more of an ownership of um, or teachers taking more ownership of of their platform and kind of going their own way uh, to kind of cut out the middleman. Um, and I'm wondering what you guys think if we're gonna see more and more of this uh, to me, it seems like a huge task to undertake. Um, <laughs> if you, if you are a, a natural teacher, uh, I, you know, like Hayden, uh, I think the content will always be there. It like, he is just very much a, this is what I'm working on. This seems like something you might want to know. So I'm going to throw it out here. So, you know, uh, kind of what I do when I encounter these different problems. Um, but with like something like Skillshare, you have just such a wide range of options. Um, I'm wondering how you transition from that to more of a specific uh, for a certain illustrator uh, to kind of have your own store. So I don't know you guys' thoughts of if this is a trend that we'll see more of or uh, how that works. I don't know that we'll necessarily see more of it. I mean, I, I think we will see more of it, but it's not something that everybody is equipped to do. Sure. And uh, you look at people like Von Glitchka, who is, I mean, he's a legend, right? Yeah. He literally wrote the book on vector art. Um, but, uh, and then you've got Hayden Obey, who is a natural teacher. Like yeah. he just has a knack for it, but he's also incredibly talented. I think you have to, you have to have, both sets of those things. Now, fortunately, Vaughn's not doing it on his own. He's got a partner who who's working on this with him. Not to say he couldn't do it on his own, um, but uh, I don't know that that we'll see. Like, if I decided to just go ahead and do this, like I, I 
I wouldn't have the, the know-how to do it. I would have to pull in a Patrick. I would have to pull in, um, you know, people who, who have the, the experience and know-how outside of just doing their craft because teaching is a whole nother craft and then doing, building your own platform for it is a whole nother craft. Yeah. Um, I think that it's going to take someone special or a team of people to do it. Now we might see more agencies come out with stuff like this or teams of people, but I think Hayden is a little bit of a rare find. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I'm glad to see it happening. You know, I remember he posted this logo series, like all of the faces on all the different objects. Yeah. Literally the faces on everything. I remember him posting that in Slack and, uh, I feel like it was a couple months ago and, uh, obviously I didn't know what it was for at the time. Uh, let me just say the, the work he's put together as far as this, uh, this brand and the site and, and everything like that. Um, really, really well done. Uh, yeah. And it, it feels very uh, complete. I mean, mm-hmm. it it uh, it's it's definitely it's obvious that he was very very intentional uh, with what he's done. Now I don't know the full reasons for it. Like I know that his stuff is still available in Skillshare, so I don't know if the idea is that Skillshare becomes more of an archive and that all of this stuff moves over to here, or if he's going to upkeep both. My guess is that he would trans transition everything over to happy faces just like you said luke so he does have complete control and then certainly then you're not paying a percentage out to someone or whatever but regardless of the reasons the fact is he puts out great work and he he has great tutorials he's had uh, i think it says over twenty thousand people have taken his courses and he has all 99 percent and 100 percent ratings on all of his courses so if you take a course on his site, then you're going to learn something. It's going to be good content. And, you know, I hope that I think there's two pieces to it. I mean, if you have if you do work that's design focused then anything that's yours is an opportunity to kind of, you know, um, step up and show out. You know, the, the reality yeah. is that given our backgrounds, like we, we want to. Um, or I should say this, like by him putting up a, a great product like Happy Faces on everything, that just further uh, sets him up uh, to be an expert in a field of graphic design or something like that because uh, he, he's shown that he can execute uh, yeah. on that level as far as building a brand. So I think it's a really smart move for him to do. And then uh, now it allows him to integrate um, you know, more types of um, – of other content. So I think sure. it's awesome. I, I wish the best for him and uh, I hope people that will go and check out a course and there's free courses on here too. So if you don't want to pay any money, but you just yeah. want to like get to know Hayden a bit better then there's free courses to check. Well, out. yeah, that's what I was going to say. He is an, I mean, we've already said it a couple of times. He's an excellent teacher and he's definitely like in his wheelhouse. So if you go to happy faces on everything.com, one of his courses, make paths fast and easy. It's a free illustrator class that you can go and just sign up for. Uh, and just see, you know, what he's like. And if you like his stuff, his, uh, if you like his personality, his, uh, teaching style is very accessible to anybody. Um, so yeah, check it out. It's, it's he's really so nice awesome too. Yeah. Oh, we absolutely. had him on the he's podcast episode 59.2. So this was back in February. We had him on the show mm-hmm. and, uh, real and question. A- is he, is he, uh, not Australian. Is he Canadian? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, think he's I was like, all right, I, well, I couldn't remember if he was Canadian, him. but he definitely acts Canadian. I want to say <laughs> he was living nice. in Toronto when we talked to him, and he yeah, remember, remember him he came down Blake. with jetpacks for Creative yeah. South. Yeah, that that was the yeah that was what made me remember that he's. So we've had him on Canadian. the show. We've seen him at Creative South, and uh, he's just one of those guys you want to get to know. He's a solid dude. I mean, dude for sure. super cool dude. Um, yeah, awesome. All right, uh, is that everything? Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, then that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of this stuff, the goodness that we talked about, links and everything in the show notes. Go to mf1podcast.com. There's a ton of stuff you can do while you're there. Check out the archive. There's so many incredibly cool people you don't want to miss this week. Uh, Thursday's episode is going to be a killer one. Uh, We dive deep with Matt Taylor uh, from across the pond. Sounds like really dark foreshadowing. 
it got going to be murder. But, but it did get deep though, right? Like it did. Yeah. It was good. Like it was really good conversation. It wasn't we you know, we talked about posters, we talked about great stuff, um, and the fun kind of fluffy stuff, but we talked about some real stuff too. So um tune into that. It, the best way to get a hold of that is to subscribe. So go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh on YouTube as well to make sure that you're getting that content. Um if you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, go ahead and do that. Patrick has alluded to it multiple times in this episode. Starting September 14th, uh, there will be all new content that is very visual on our YouTube channel. But in the meantime, we are backloading all sorts of archive stuff each and every day. Um, so, And then we'll start rolling out some um, original content that's only on YouTube. Uh, like Patrick said, sometime this week uh, will be his unboxing video. Make sure you check that out. So go and subscribe to that, uh, and it, it helps us out a ton. And then after you've subscribed on iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It helps us so much. It doesn't cost you anything. And we will read it on the air. We have always held good on that promise. Right, Patrick? Absolutely. And uh, this week we have a new review from... I am Redicus, and uh, this review says, um, it says, like, so in love. That's the title. Five stars, naturally. Um, I don't know if we each have a destiny or if we're all just floating around accidental, like on a breeze, but I think maybe it's both. Maybe both is happening at the same time. I miss you, Jenny. If there's anything you need, I won't be far away. Um, when so are thanks, you gonna read? When are you going to read the uh, thing? <laughs> I thought that, that was just maybe you just talking before you read it. <laughs> yeah, because nobody left a review. So that's my fake <laughs> review from Doc Reed. That's actually a quote from Forrest Gump. And I will continue to read fake reviews until I have real reviews. That's just what's going to happen. So I'm not going to leave this, this area blank. Please leave a review. It does a lot for us. So leave five stars. Tell us what you think about the show. We'll read it on uh, Tuesday's episode, and uh, we'll call you out by name. Uh, and I do want to say one other thing uh, real quick before you jump into the rest of the outro. Uh, Reimagine Conference. We have 25 tickets left for the event. So we're yes. down to the end. We have speakers from uh, Pixar, Disney, uh, Technicolor, um, GoFundMe, uh, Vox. I mean, there's all these great organizations represented. Master of One. Master of One. <laughs> and then uh, as far as some of the talks, um, Business of Design, uh, Brutal Honesty, uh, Unlimited Revisions. Uh, uh, let's see. I like that. Growing Roses in Your Pile of uh, S-Word. Because we don't cuss on this show. Pile of S-Word. That's right. And, um, and, and pile more. Of so, sword. A pile of Sword. Um, but And more. So th the point is that some of the 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 topics so more of that information will be going on the website but i'm gonna be honest we might be out of tickets before you can even check the website yeah. so if you want a ticket reimagineconference.com uh there's only 25 spots left we'll be there several people from the slack community will be there um, if and you're then a we'll person a that, that at all notes. calls yourself creative at all and obviously i think if you're listening to this podcast some part of you is that person it is worth you trying to figure out how to make it happen to go because it will uh in, it will invigorate you. It'll give you ideas. It will it'll make you question things you do and change maybe things you do to help get yourself where you want to be creatively. It's it's a crazy awesome and and experience. professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. It's it, the fact is like the, the price, whatever it costs for you to you know hitchhike or fly or bus yourself out there, whatever it costs for the ticket, the hotel. I promise you it is such an insignificant amount of money uh, in comparison to the investment you're, you're making in yourself and how that's going to pay off, uh, you know, now through, I mean, the rest life. of your life. It's yeah. just going to make such a huge At difference. At least 2018. I, it's, yeah, I wanna, it, it's no amount of money, really. I think this is important to say. It's just a public service announcement. Uh the time like there's a there's an optimal time frame a window to purchase airplane tickets that is like the lowest cost we are in that time frame you've got the next yes. couple days to purchase flights to uh, out to Costa Mesa to join us for Reimagine, and it will be literally the cheapest you can possibly get it. If you um, get it now. If you get it in the next couple days. Yep, because otherwise it's just going to start creeping back up. So we've hit, this, we've hit the low point, and it's going to start moving back up. And so you are right in that sweet spot. So now is the time. An added incentive, if you go, you'll get to be a part of the Master of One meetups. You'll get to be a part of us 
doing uh playing board games at night and where we go and eat and all that kind of stuff like it's gonna be a good time yeah it is a lot more like there's gonna be 12 awesome sessions and awesome talks and it's gonna change your life and then on top of that you get to chill with us for three days so yeah and we're not even gonna charge you for that well yeah we won't charge you for that if you just say that you listen to the show, we won't charge you for that. <laughs> you might um, be asked to like pick up dinner or something, but that's it. <laughs> uh, so other than that, I think uh, we're all over the social media. Just search of one podcast. Connect with us on there. You can you can support the show on Patreon as well. Go to patreon.com slash M of one podcast and help us out. Uh, throw a couple of bucks into the old proverbial bucket for $5. It gets you the blooper level and we send out some extra content to you and you get to be a part of our special Slack channel. Speaking of Slack, join us in the community. It's a great place. We have over, I think we have, we're pushing like 250 people inside the community. Join us in there. It's great, great time. Uh, M of one podcast.com slash Slack. But for now, we're going to get out of this Jones. I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. I'm Luke. Peace out. Bye. Hold on to Welcome to another episode of the Master of One podcast. The podcast that's everyone grandma cop to. The grandma cop to. Yeah.